Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Transformation Gold Podcast. I'm your hostess and your coach, Nicole DeVincentis, a.k.a. Figure Chick 9101. We're talking tonight on an expansion of professional development, specifically customer service. Oh, this is a hot button. This is a big button. This is an important button. And this has direct application to you, whether you are a business owner, to you, whether you are an employee, or even if you do volunteer work. All right? So we're going to be digging into this this huge topic of customer service. And, and in a world such as we live today, where customer service has gone to the wayside, I'm going to give you a huge, huge, huge tip that's going to impact your business growth and if you operate in the employee role this is what separates you from the average joe this is what distinguishes you and puts you in line for things like promotions for things like even being retained at a business at a company or an organization if and when the business is doing cutbacks and they're having to lay people off. It's customer service because customer service, honest to God, does not really exist today. I mean, how many times, think about this, how many times have you called, all right, and the first thing that you get, you don't even get a real person. You have to speak with that computer system that asks you to um, give the first three letters or the first two words of the reason for your call. And then every time you say it, she comes back on, she's like, I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Would you mind please repeating that? And by the time you get through, (laughs) even just like the first phase, you're already mildly agitated. And then you finally get through, and the person that you finally get on the other end of the phone acts like, they're donating their left kidney to you to do their job and actually handle whatever your issue is, whether you're placed. You're, you're in the form of inquiry, like honest to God, how many times have you gotten off the phone and you're like, wow, customer service was so awesome. Like I just, I just need to send my friends and family to you guys because you're so great. Okay, I know that there's great people out there. Okay, I've had the the distinct pleasure of speaking with them and I make a very strong point on complimenting their customer service because I know what it's like to be on the other end of the phone and oftentimes you just get beat up day in and day out, especially if you're dealing with like rough or sensitive issues right? People, you know, think about this. People who work in, let's say, uh, loss mitigation, Um, anything that has to do with collections, right? I mean, those people probably get like the worst of it, but anything that has to do customer service wise, and now this is December, It's the holiday season. I would imagine that they're probably getting a lot of phone calls about, you know, maybe orders of packages that were, you know, from retail or or different companies, orders or packages that were broken upon 
receipt or maybe there was a mistake in the order or the package isn't going to be delivered by, by Christmas. And I like, I know it, but I'm saying in general, you know, think about how you like to be treated when you are the customer. And that's simply on a phone call. All right. The same thing applies when you go into any brick and mortar, whether this is a restaurant, whether this is the post office, whether this is a retail store, the grocery store, okay? Think about places where you have been. If you've been to places, and you know what, one of my, I think, favorite places to shop is Trader Joe's because the people in there, first of all, I will just say, it doesn't matter where you are in the United States, Trader Joe's is very consistent. Their, their products are always consistent across the board. The, like they never seem to run out of, I consider chicken to be like a vital product for me, peanut butter, oatmeal, like the staples. They never run out of that stuff. I always know where it is. The, you know, the store setup is always, you know, pretty much standardized, but it's the people who work there who also make it an environment where you actually have a customer experience there because they treat you like you're part of their neighborhood. Like they're happy to see you. And yeah, you know, baggers and checkers and cashiers, they're supposed to, you know, engage in, in you know, conversation with you but they have a pleasant demeanor about them. And it doesn't matter what time of day you go there. It doesn't matter what day of the week that you go there. A lot of those individuals have two or three other jobs, part-time things or, you know, doing, and those people are just, they're always, they're always in a good mood. They're always happy to see you. And those are some of the reasons why they have such a huge customer base and customer retention because their employees do an awesome job, right? And I would venture to say probably the people that shop at Trader Joe's are not, you know, the people who, they have, you know, different hearts. The people who shop at Trader Joe's, they really don't go in there looking to start a ruckus, right? <laughs> so there's that going for them. But I will tell you that just that extra touch of, of connecting with you as a human being, sets them apart from when you go to other places and the cashier doesn't say hello the cashier doesn't make eye contact with you the cashier mumbles the cashier is slovenly looking right their shirts not tucked in like you've got to remember no matter what side of the coin you are operating on, right? Whether you're the business owner and you've got employees or you are the employee. When we're talking about professional development, professional development, you want to embody, you're a walking billboard for your personal and professional brand. Let's put, let's just put it down that way, okay? And the more you get the habits, the high level habits of customer service, and embrace the fact that how you even present yourself, clean or slovenly, what's your posture like? When you speak, are you mumbling or are you clearly articulating what it is that you wish to communicate? Are you making eye contact? Are you taking the time 
and I know it gets busy. I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm telling you the high standard, the right way to do it, the things that are going to set you apart from everybody else. And this is going to give you huge advantage, okay? Because money follows these things. Job security follows these things. New customer acquisition follows these things. Customer retention follows these things. Everything that goes along the benefits of you building a very strong personal and professional brand, that follows you. And it continues like in layers over time. It never dies. But when people look at you and you haven't shaved, guys, in a certain amount of time, or your hair looks like you just got out of bed, your hair's sticking out this way, we can actually kind of smell you, like you, you haven't been wearing deodorant, you're supposed to be wearing a white shirt, but it's like this weird yellowish color, and you know, it's like one of the front tails is hanging out of your pants, and your pants are just like halfway hanging off, you know, your ass, and and you're like, your breath is nasty, and you know, your fingernails are long, I mean, come on, come on. And I would venture to say, like, seriously, maybe you are ignorant. And by ignorant, I don't mean rude. I'm ignorance in the true definition is that maybe nobody has ever told you before. How do you dress in a particular role, in a professional role? Is the expectation for you to have a clean press shirt? And even if it's not, how do you drive the bar higher? If you look across the board, okay, and even if you look at like the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world, you know, who dress on the casual side, he still is, he's got like a uniform, right? Like he doesn't wear, you know, a bunch of different new clothes all the time. Mark is like, he doesn't, he said it. I don't want to waste any energy making decisions on what I'm going to wear for the day. I've done the same thing. I bought all black clothes so that I wouldn't have to make decisions about what I was wearing so that I wouldn't have to waste any money on buying new things, you know, and getting different clothes, you know, as as my physique changes. Like I, I totally get it. But there's a difference between wearing maybe what's a uniform or even dressing on a casual side of things and being slovenly. Okay? And it comes back to you as the employee and it also comes back to your employer. Alright? Because while you're under your boss's house, if you would, you represent your boss, you represent that business, you represent that brand. Part of how you present yourself is part of the customer experience. And I'm not saying that you have to be dressed to the nines, okay? But clean, put together, and professional, along with what you do and how you communicate with those customers so that they walk away from you like mind blown like from the second they engage with you and hopefully the second they walk into your establishment 
or the second you engage with them in a sales spiel, whatever this is, even if you're operating in healthcare, and I've been there, I know how difficult it is after you're working 12, 16 hours nonstop, you don't have anything to eat or drink, like you've had to pee for the past four hours, like I know how hard it can be. But when you practice those habits of everything that you do, how you conduct yourself, you're a walking billboard for your personal and professional brand, you never know who you're going to encounter or when. And I'm going to tell you, the money players come when you're at your weakest. The people who have the most expansive networks, the people who just all of a sudden, it's five minutes to close and you're hoping you're going to be walking out the door and they come in in a rush. They don't appear to be dressed, you know, overly dressed or fancy or anything. And you and your staff are sitting there, you know, like, oh, are these people ever going to leave? And before they, you know, before ever anything even happens, like they drop 500 bucks. There's a $500 sale that goes on the table right then, five minutes before close. And perhaps as an employee, you don't think about this, but I will tell you straight up as a business owner, every sale counts. And it doesn't matter, even if those people are coming in and they're buying a $2 item or $2 sale or or something. You never know, even if they don't buy something, you never know who they are commit or who they're connected to. So we had a guy that came in this evening, and I work for a retail store right now part time. Um, it honestly has been, I think, one of the best professional moves I had ever done was getting into a business that was outside of healthcare so I could learn a whole bunch of, of different things, um, including operations, but then, you know, sales metrics and, and things like that. Um, but also personally, like I work with the best people and it was probably seven, no, you know, I think it was like 20 minutes to close. And this couple came in and they were in a, a significant rush and they said that they were looking for seven of something. That's, that was their, their criteria. They were looking for seven of something. They were gifts. And they were looking around and looking around and they didn't really say anything else about what, what they had intended to do or what they needed or anything. And it got to be about five minutes to close and the woman looked like she was becoming frantic. And so I asked her, I said, what is it that you're looking for? And she was nervous and she said, I, I know that you guys are getting ready to close. We're looking for these, these, you know, this particular item. And I'm wondering if we have any more of these in the back because I just don't see as many as we need. And like, she, she just like, I know that she felt bad that it was getting close to close, but when you talk with people, you can actually distinguish 
is it just that she's worried about that it's close to close or is there something else and so when I spoke with them what happened so I actually found like the the last piece that she needed so she had seven of the same items they were clearly gifts and I said can we box these for you and she said oh my god yes and I am so sorry like she must have ap apologized that it was so close to close no less than 20 times for real well her husband comes over and he <laughs> he was all red faced like he looked like he was clearly annoyed so I didn't really know you never know like what the hell's going on with these people right and as it turned out he is he has a business account like he, he's he does big business in in different areas and what happened was that day he had gone to a different retailer he had purchased seven gift items had them gift wrapped and when he he brought them to his office to get set up for tomorrow and then somehow i don't know how this actually came to be he realized that it was the wrong item in there in all of these seven packages so now that it was you know 20 minutes to when our store was closing he was frantic because whatever was in those seven boxes was not going to be suitable for what he needed to support his line of work so they were scrambling for a gift for tomorrow morning <laughs> okay and they are a group of individuals. As I repeat, when you get to know your customers, you will learn a lot about them when you start asking questions and you start overcoming some of those anxieties that they have. And so it wasn't just the fact that they were gonna be keeping us after close. It was they were stressing about the fact that they weren't going to have a suitable gift and that this guy had driven all over the place, had a full day of work, working in sales, and he, he was tired, right? So, and I'm sure like their conversation in the car and whatever, you've got to do something to set yourself apart. So this is a completely awesome opportunity, if you look at it, to acquire like, you want to talk about customer loyalty and the wife said we should have come here to begin with rather than going to blah 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 place but you know what they they you know gift wrapped everything so nice everything was so pretty but you know we should we're never going back there again like this this took us you know a lot of time out of our day and now you guys are are late so as you get to talking about this like they were over the top like we accommodated them we didn't give them attitude but what i'm saying is that it would have been very easy for any person who was at the register or dealing with them to take that and make them feel bad like they were a burden to our business and make them feel not welcome and rush through and huff and roll eyes and do all kinds of things and what we did instead was we went a step above to make their packages look extra beautiful and extra thoughtful so that when they leave 
they've had a wow experience from the time they walk in until the time that they leave. We also use things like once you learn your customer's name, ask what their names are and use their name. The sweetest sound to any person is the sound of their own name. And when you start using their name, you want to talk about levels of respect and now they're paying attention to you. Now they feel like they're part of your family. It's not just who's standing in front of you. It's who do they know. You never know who the customer is. You never know who that person is. You never know what capacity they operate in professionally. You never know their network, personal or professionally. And you never know what they're going to do on social media after they leave. Because let's face it, If people have a wonderful experience, they will blast it out on any social media platform, especially Facebook. I had a great experience over there. They're all about it. And in a world where you're worried about business, sales, growing your business, profitability, or yourself, if you are the employee, the reason why you have a job is because the business is staying in business. They're making profits. They're creating customers. They're keeping customers and keeping you employed. It's customer service. Now the flip side of the coin is, or a different angle of the coin if you would, I guess coins don't have angles, but who cares? This is my podcast. I don't know what else to say. So a different angle on this on this notion would be is, what do you do when you have the customers who basically walk in and they have a bug up their ass from the time they walk in? The people who are just gunning for a fight. This is where we tie in the importance of commanding your emotionality. Because nine times out of ten, you have an individual and let's face it there's a lot of people in the world whose primary operating system is that they get angry at everything that's just what they do they're very reflexive it doesn't matter if there's nothing to be mad about they make something to be mad about they're just always mad always mad always mad always mad and then there's people who walk in who are just like seething with fury and rage And it doesn't matter what's going to go down. Like, they're two seconds away from, like, going postal. Do you have the ability to keep your entire being in check and exude grace under pressure so that you can find their pain point, address it, solve it, and make them or help them walk out the door smiling. Do you have that ability? If you don't, this is going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal training exercise for you. And there's really no way for me to give you an assignment with this, okay? It begins with commanding your own emotionality. 
If you are a very emotional person, and by emotional, I don't just mean like you cry at things. Emotional, like you, when if something agitates you, your face turns all red, <laughs> your chest gets all puffed out, and you're all like, okay? That will never help you in a customer service role. There's a difference between being able to command a conversation and posture yourself in the conversation and get results and just being a hothead. There's a big, big, big difference with that. And there's a big difference in correcting wrong, calling attention to the elephant in the room, because let's face it, sometimes the customers actually, they're actually wrong. I, the old saying is, you know, customer's always right. The customer is actually not always right. A lot of times the customer can be wrong. It's your method of delivery and exhibiting that grace under pressure. Does that make sense? But for you to be able to do that authentically, you have to train yourself to command your emotionality. Here's going to be a good starting point for you. I just thought of something, okay? And this will be in your day-to-day. The more work you do on yourself, let's start by saying this, the better you become with external work. Okay? And so here's what I'm going to say. I want you to think about something or somebody who pushes your buttons. This one particular topic comes up all the time. Every time it comes up, man, you just like freaking flip your lid. Just zero to zero to DEFCOM three in like one one second. Or the person. Just like their mere presence, it doesn't just aggravate you, just like whatever they look at you and you just want to like punch them in the face. And you just like go off on them, you just okay. Those are going to be the places, believe it or not, that you begin. Here's what you need to know. (laughs) Everything that pushes your button or buttons is typically something that you have not either come to grips with or completely reconciled. Okay? What that means is it's like a splinter in your heart. It's something that you have not made peace with within your own self. And because of that, you can see it accentuated in other people. And that's why it pushes your buttons. Because you can't lie to yourself. All right? This is what we call personal development now. All right? Same thing when you encounter an individual. Individuals who just freaking drive you, excuse my language, batshit crazy, like their mere presence. And hopefully it's not people on your team that you've chosen, right? Provided that you have, you know, the right people on your team. But every, every person is flawed. Every person has things about them. We all have junk. We all got stuff from the past. We've all got stuff that we need to work on to improve ourselves. 
okay? So as you go along your journey, anything that you notice with somebody else and it drives you nutty or batty, it's something within yourself that you haven't made peace with, you haven't learned the lessons, haven't mastered the lessons yet, and you haven't just quite honestly dealt with yet. Okay, so the assignment becomes work on yourself. And once you master the lesson, and once you no longer need that energy that comes with that, it goes away and it doesn't bother you anymore. And it's not that you become complacent, like you put your head in the sand and just don't pay attention anymore. It's honestly like... There's things that deserve your time and attention, and there's things that don't. And that actually becomes something that doesn't. And if that behavior or actions that the person does is bothersome or harmful to another or to themselves, you're actually able to move through the phases of conflict resolution and you're able to do it from such a clean and clear space because your your blood is not boiling underneath the surface anymore does that make sense so if you learn or when you learn how to command your emotionality Now you're able to receive any customer, any phone call, neutralize the conversation so it goes from seething, blood boiling to still, and then you take that opportunity and you do something, say something, even if it's connecting with them on a very, you know, personal level. You know, first of all, usually like always agree, right? That's like rule number one. But you are the professional. You've got to position yourself as a professional. But if you're allowed to and and should demonstrate the humanity side of you, that's what sets you apart from the average Joe. When you have those holy hot tempered individuals, don't shrink down in posture. But don't posture up. Don't, you know, flare your chest, hands on the hips. You want to be a very humble and active listener so that individual feels heard. But typically, whatever's irking them, usually whatever they're there to see you for really may be the straw that broke the camel's back. But it's usually whatever happened 15 minutes before they walked in the door or called you on the phone that's creating such a major issue for them whether they got into an argument with the wife, whether, you know, the husband, like, gosh, I've been married for all these years, you know, my boss, my kids, blah, 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 blah. It usually has nothing to do or a lot to do with the reason why they're there with you. You just happen to be kind of like in the catch-all spot and you're catching, you know, the remnants of, of their bad day or the bad 15 minutes that happened, you know, before they got there. And that's why I talk so much about understanding why people do what they do. 
you bring that into your personal and professional development and you hold yourself to a high standard that yes, you know what, you may be tired. It may be five minutes to close. Whatever you're gonna be doing for these customers, that may keep you 20 minutes after you're supposed to be long gone. It's that little extra touch, that eye contact, that thank you for your business, we appreciate you. And when they go to apologize for keeping you, you reassure them, we are happy to be here for you. We're so glad that you came here. You don't have to even, you know, diss the other business. If you had a situation like we had, where they were just uh, aggravated with the other company, like you do not, don't say anything bad about the other place. Like you, they're already aggravated. Do, do edify yourself and your business and your operations through what you're doing with that customer experience. You want them leaving like wowed over the moon. This is phenomenal. What was your name again? And then they remember you. And now when they come back, now when they have any sort of event, now when they're in need of something else, they ask for you by name. If you have customers who ask for you by name, how often, think about yourself as a consumer, how often do you remember even your server's name? But I bet you remember the name of the ones who have go, go over the top. They had a very bright and bubbly and effervescent personality. They greeted you with a smile. They make eye contact. They're not just sitting there scribbling in their damn little book. They're treating you like people. They act like they're happy to see you. That's part of the customer experience right there. That's what gets you business. That is what builds a brand for you as a person and as a professional. And when you make that part of your DNA, you want to talk about competitive edge? It's not even competition anymore. That's the stuff that champions are made out of. If we're looking at customer service, So as we close out this podcast, we remind ourselves of the fact that we are always, 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 always a walking billboard for our own personal and professional brand. What are you doing to build that brand? What are you doing to uphold that brand? What are you doing to curate that brand even when you're tired? always easy. <laughs> no, we're people, we're not robots. You're going to make mistakes, you're going to slip. All of us do. But when you establish your yourself as an individual, 
who is consistent in demeanor, who always delivers above over average results, products, services. When you have one time where you have a momentary slip, you lose your, you yell, okay? You snap at somebody. People will forgive, we'll call that an error in judgment. They're more likely to forgive errors in judgment than they are flaws in character. Flaws in character is you just don't give a shit. You treat anybody any old way, you huff and puff, cross your arms, roll your eyes, act like it's a big, big, big deal for you to do anything with your job or what the task that is that you're there to serve or provide. Huge difference right there. Does that make sense? So as you go along, right, your day-to-day, part of what allows you and encourages you to continue growing and improving, and in this case, we're talking professional development, is the ability that you have to honestly triage yourself and your performance and hold it up against a standard which is higher than what you currently do. It doesn't count if you compare yourself to people who don't do good customer service. Well, it's better than so-and-so. Well, that's fine, but... (laughs) If you're going to compare or shoot for something, a goal or an aspiration, you want to make sure that you're aiming high. and take note of how different individuals handle situations. Think when you're in situations, how did you handle heated situations? What did you do if your customer, you know, got you at five minutes to close? Did you still provide service with a smile? Or did you act like now this person owes you their firstborn child? There eventually comes a point in life where you have to be able to look at yourself honestly and take note of the places where you're not meeting, not even just not meeting expectations, but you're, you're slacking off. You're getting sloppy. You're not working when you should be working. You're not putting forth a little bit of extra effort. You're lagging behind. And it always comes back to bite you somehow, some way. Whether you don't get a job, you don't get a referral, you don't get a letter of recommendation. Not everybody who catches you when you're operating low level is going to say something to you to check you. You've got to create checkpoints for yourself. And if this is a blind spot for you, what I'm going to encourage you to do is to start asking people 
who you work with, people who will be honest with you, people who will tell you the truth, even if it hurts your feelings. Ask them open-ended questions. What's their impression about how you deliver customer service? If you came into our store, if you engage with me you know, in a sales spiel, we spoke on the phone, would I be the type of person that you want to speak with? Right? When you want an answer, you've got to make sure that you're asking the right question and you're asking it of people who will be honest and will give you an answer maybe that you honestly don't want to hear, but they care enough about you to say the truth so that you can actually improve yourself. Where am I falling down? Where do you see inconsistencies? A lot of the other things, how you appear, how you dress, you know, your, your personal levels of hygiene, all right, those are things that you've got to be able to auto-police yourself. If your boss has to address hygiene with you, we've got a lot of other problems. Okay, but still nonetheless, there's things that have to be addressed. So as we close this podcast out, I'm going to invite you, different exercise here, to start paying attention to customer service, not even just the customer service that you provide. When you're out and about, when you're in the restaurant, when you're in the store, when you're in the gas station, on the telephone. And don't give the people a hard time just so you can test their customer service abilities, okay? (laughs) All right, let's lead with good intention here. Think about how they handle each aspect of the customer service experience. And when you walk away, you walk away with some pearls of wisdom. Not so that you can put them down and say, oh, he never, she never, blah, 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 but then, but then, but then, okay? Have some compassion for the people on the other end. Okay, you've also got to be an awesome customer. But then notice the difference between the person who makes you feel like you're doing them a favor just by being there. Or they're doing you a favor, whatever the grammar is. (laughs) And the people who are honestly happy to see you, happy to serve you, go above and beyond. Who do you want to be like?
I thank you for joining us on this evening's podcast. Again, my name is Nicole DeVincentis. If there's anything that we can do to serve you, your team, or your organization, please contact us directly via our website. Our website is www.transformationgold.org. Let's take our shit to the next level, y'all. Make it a great night. We'll catch you next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.